Sportsman Show. Randy, how are Paul, you doing today? I'm doing fine, Paul. How are you? Great, great. So we have our two guests, uh, Stephen Morris and Adam Peacock, both uh, on the leadership team from the Camino de Seminoma here today. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. All right. Awesome. Thanks for having us, guys. All right, cool. Okay, so we always start with prayer. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we just ask you to bless our conversation today as we walk towards you every day of our life to eternity. And just bless us and guide us and keep us close to your heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. So the title of our show is the uh, Camino de Sonoma Recap Show. And um, I'm so excited. Uh, Randy gets to hear all these stories. And um, Adam and Stephen are here to see you guys again. Uh, just to give everyone kind of a level set, uh, I did the Camino de Sonoma in October um, after uh, Stephen had uh, done such a great job explaining to me the walk and how exciting it was and thoroughly enjoyed it. So I missed one of the stages. So I'll have to go back and do that one stage. Um, but that's just, how we keep you coming back. We try, yep. to, we try to mess with you like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, wait, wait, there's another stage. You didn't yeah. <laughs> one more thing. It's like when yeah. you click something, you buy it online and they send you that extra ad. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, in all seriousness, though, we, you know, we spent that time on that last uh, podcast and I explained about the Camino. Just meant so much to have you up there. I, I hope that it lived up to expectations. Oh, absolutely. It was a complete blast and uh, would love to come back somehow, some way soon and do it uh, again, all the stages again. So we God definitely willing. had some we definitely had some unforgettable moments. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> which we definitely need to go over more in detail. But um but some people may be listening and they have no idea what we're talking about. So maybe we could at least um, tell everyone what is the Camino de Sonoma? Yeah, so um, I guess in simple terms, the Camino de Sonoma is uh, it's a walk, it's a route that's been developed between the mission San Francisco Solano, uh, which is in the town of Sonoma. That's the last of the 21 missions that were uh, established up the California coast. Um, actually, we're coming up in 1823. It will be 200 years since that was established. And then um, that's in the east part of Sonoma County. You walk all the way across the county of Sonoma. Usually, we encourage people to do it maybe in six days. And you finish uh, at the chapel at Fort Ross, which um, was the last of the um, kind of colonial outposts of um, the Russian Orthodox Church and uh, Russia as they were expanding down um, in that same time period. That was established in 1812. So we walk in that gap uh, between the, the east and the west, as it were, across beautiful Sonoma County. And um, it's, you know, it's really being established with that intention that... Um, you know, people will uh, walk it with a sense of purpose, kind of like a, as pilgrims. Um, but we're excited for anyone who has a desire to come to, to experience it. Uh, we like to say that um, something powerful happens when you uh, get out and uh, start walking with intention, especially a place like this. We describe it as spiritually significant culturally compelling and breathtakingly beautiful. And I think you saw that, uh, Paul, as you were here with us. Absolutely. It, it has so many backgrounds to it on, on that, that level too, in terms of spiritually significant, as Adam pointed out, the Eastern and Western churches. So if we're standing in Jerusalem as, as the center point and go East and West, you circumference the globe, uh, the East going through the Russian Orthodox and the West going through the Latin Roman Right. And, and to connect those two is great. But uh, I think Adam's being modest. He took it a step further and said there's more divisions on this land and, and, and was able to connect with the, the tribal leaders of different uh, tribes that have walked this earth before us 
uh, including the Kashaya Pomo. So there's another level of, of division that we're walking in penance for. Uh, and then everyone's individual spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. We're all spiritual, not religious these days. And so we're seeing some tremendous movement of heart as people get out and walk the walk. Uh, and so they have their own revelations as they, as they journey the 75 miles. So seeing lots of healings of divisions yeah. internally and externally. Yeah, it's awesome. That is great. I was wondering, what does the Camino mean to each one of you individually? Adam, why don't you go first? Kick with, kick off with me. You know, um, I am so excited about the Community Sonoma. Um, you know, being kind of involved with it from the outset and uh, kind of being inspired with this idea. Um, I, I guess, you know, I have such a heart to walk with God. Like uh, as we look in the scripture, walk, walking with God is like one of the primary metaphors that describes a life, a life of faith. And um, I know in my own life, um, there are many really key in, encounters with God in prayer that have actually uh, not happened in church, but happened while I've been out, you know, on a lot, long walk, asking questions, trying to discern God's will or, or, you know, get an understanding of, of how he wanted to be at work in my life. And um, I, I was really, and have been really moved by uh, the story of the Emmaus road, you know, the, the two disciples who are, are walking in, in this place of, of discouragement and not really getting the bigger picture and not recognizing Jesus right beside them. And in that journey of, of um, both having the scripture open to them and, and then seeing who Jesus was and in really the breaking of the bread, this picture of the Lord's table and uh, how that changed everything for them. And um, I want that encounter for my life. I want that encounter for others. And I think as we can create uh, a space that um, is accessible to many and, and maybe surprising, you know, we're in a world where I think there's a lot of people who are not particularly drawn to go to a church service but to take a walk like this uh, becomes meaningful for them. So for me, it's this space that's being developed and, and set aside for encounter for God with God, not only for me, but for others. And um, I'm thrilled about that. The Camino for me to piggyback off Adam uh, is very much in telltale with and lockstep pun intended with my brother, Adam. <laughs> Uh, I'll never forget years ago when he came into my office, uh, truth be told for our listeners here, <laughs> Adam, Adam's a Protestant evangelical and I'm his crazy Catholic friend. Uh, and, and he, he came into my office and closed the door and said, I got this idea. And I said, Adam, we're good with, we're good with contemplative prayer walking. The, the, we Catholics, we do the pilgrimage. And, uh, and as the story unfolded, I said, okay, that's one of my friend Adam's crazy ideas. And, I was extremely fortunate August 2019 to be there for the opening walk. Mm -hmm. uh, Adam put in his time for a couple of years before uh, discovering the route. But August 2019 was the first time a group of pilgrims did the six days. And I was there for the first day, as Adam mentioned, it's six days. And then I just kind of put it on the shelf for a while. And I'm sure we all have those books that show up in our life at the right time or the movie yeah. we show or the scripture that shows up in our life at the right time. October of last year of 2020, I realized that I needed to get out there and walk it. And it had me, I did stage two and then stage three. And then I just kept banging down Adam's door. Come on, let's finish. Come on, let's finish. And so specifically, what, it, what does it mean to me? Well, when I finished, I thought this was just another accomplishment. Uh, I'm sure we all have our busy to-do lists and I had accomplished another thing on the to-do list. And God just laughed at me, right? Tell God your plans. And he laughs at you. So I, I said, God, look, I finished. And God said, no, no, you're going to be a prudent steward now. And so going into 2021, I, I said, all right, God, I want to invite a few people, some best friends of mine, some, some priests, some deacons, my dad to come walking with me in 2021. And what started as a, you know, going for a, a six day walk turned into, what we figure out, 35 days I've walked this year with over 40, 50 people. Uh, and 
why that's so significant is because it doesn't matter Protestant, Catholic, spiritual, religious, young, old. Uh, I got fraternity brothers that I have to pay off so I can keep my, my job in the Catholic church. I have priest friends. The Camino is a space for everybody. And goodness sakes, in this day and age, we need to get out and we need to get off devices and we need to walk and we need to be present with one another. And that's what the Camino does one step at a time. It humbles you and it fills you and it, and it helps. It helps the path that we're all on, which is, you know, St. Augustine's famous quote, my heart only rests when it rests in you, Lord. Uh, it, it provides that space to just rest and be and, and be in this, this cathedral that God has created in, in terms of nature. So it's pretty powerful on that level. Stephen, you didn't mention that you can also take a double date walking from yes. Occidental to Genesis. Yes. Adam and I, a couple of romantics, said, "Hey, dears, no wine and cheese. We're go- we're going ten miles through the redwoods and out to the ocean." The, the uh, no, joke 12, about that du- miles. The joke about that double date is, is it wasn't the Morrises and the Peacocks. It was uh, Stephen and Adam yeah. and Joe yeah. and Allison. <laughs> yeah. Our wives, yeah. our wives are about a hundred yards behind us, just making fun of us the whole time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hey, but like I said, though, uh, I've said many times, you know, you can go out on a five hour journey called golf and uh, that costs a lot more and is a lot more frustrating than a five hour walk on the Camino. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Stephen, you're talking about the step by step and what attracted me, I, well, going backwards a little bit, um, I, I was going through a difficult point in my life, maybe about five or six years ago, and I went to a Camino de Santiago uh, documentary. And what they had said um, is it doesn't matter where you are in your life or what issues you're facing, that God just wants us to keep going and just keep walking and keep trusting in him. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I got through that part in my life, but I never forgot that. And it just kind of really stuck with me, like, okay, that was an amazing lesson. And the issue I was working through kind of got resolved shortly thereafter. So when this opportunity came up that, you know, Stephen talked about the Camino, about just the walking part, I, I didn't really have any other expectations other than it sounded, you know, beautiful with the scenery and you, you go with other people and it's, you know, challenging, but there's a lot of aspects to learn more about the Native American uh, populations and the tribes locally and the faith walk just really intrigued me. So when I actually went there, um, it was just, you, you learn to trust people and trust um, in God, most importantly, uh, that you can get through it, whatever, you know, comes your way that day. And certainly some things did come our way some days. Maybe we'll talk about that later, but but that was part of the trust building. And yeah. it's uh, if you're not on a Camino, it's just, you know, doing things to your house or wherever it is. We all have to keep trusting. That's the main thing. I was reinforced by going. But on, on that level, you know, we've all probably been on those those retreats where, you know, there's an inspirational speaker that talks to you. I'm, I'm sure we've been those guys before mm-hmm. and we break up in scripture and we really affect lives. And then we send people in small groups and have them talk about their feelings, blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. Walking the pilgrimage is, is none of that, but yet simply just as yeah. powerful, just mm-hmm. go walk with God. God will speak to your heart. Um, now, given we on the way and Paul, you can probably speak to this and how, it, it referenced back to you know having reflection points we do we do our best to have use the natural landscape that's around us in the 75 miles and goodness it's a you know through the vineyards over the hills through the woods <laughs> out to the ocean the beaches and there are natural thematic chances to look around and, and have those reflections but i don't i don't think in any way it's it's as intense as you know a, a retreat where you're just you're reading and reflecting all, all weekend. So there's, there's that space, uh, space between on the path. I think there's something help, healthy just as we're walking. I love that picture kind of step by step and keep going. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of a driving culture more than a, uh, a walking culture. And so I guess the two elements about that that's interesting is, is one, um, walking is pretty slow. 
you know, I, I describe it as the truly human speed of three miles an hour. And, and you just see things differently. You notice things differently. And that process of slowing down over a long period of time, whether, you know, you're walking just one day, you know, for six hours or, or several days in a row, um, we're just not used to moving slow like that. And, and it really allows you to go deeper. It just does stuff uh, in you and, and you're able to have unrushed conversations and, um, and just, you know, really capture the beauty. I mean, you know how it is. I remember as a kid looking out my window, you know, and, and looking at the median with all the, the, um, the line going by, or they've got the little traffic bumps, you know, and everything's a blur. The bushes are a blur, the trees are a blur. And when we slow down, I think things can come into focus. Um, and then the other side of it is that, you know, when you're driving, you're sitting down and, and we sit a lot in, in our culture, this day and age, we, you know, we, we sit at work, uh, we sit to eat, we sit down and watch television. And then, you know, for a lot of people, you know, their main context of connecting with God is sitting down uh, in prayer or sitting down with the word, which is, it's a great thing, but something happens when we begin to engage God prayerfully as we're moving, as we're walking. I like to say, get your spiritual life moving a little bit, you know, go on pilgrimage. And so uh, I think, you know, what you're talking about, Paul, really, really touches that dynamic. And one of the things that um, really struck me, too, was the level of healings and that are going on. And, and Stephen kind of talked about that, right, about the East and the West and the the, no, the local tribes. Do you guys want to describe yeah, yeah. some of all the different I mean, aspects? How often, how often are, you, are you talking to somebody and you have, you have a problem or they have a problem and the other person is trying to solve the problem and we use all these words. And, and the reality is when you're, you, when you're getting stuff off your chest, when you're really talking to somebody, if the other person is truly listening, you solve your own problem. Right. And we, mm -hmm. we do that. Any good husband will tell you, just keep your mouth shut and, and don't, you know, don't respond to your wife's <laughs> problem. Uh, and, the, and in that quiet, in the silence, that, that thing will get worked out. So how that transfers over to healing is that we have a lot of people. Well, gosh, everybody in the world is carrying a backpack load of, of issues and, and baggage and garbage and, and, and scars. Right. So when someone is out walking that the best thing for them is, is probably just let them be. And whatever it is, is it the, na the nature around them, the conversations, God showing up in and through the people uh, just, just be. So, you know, 14, 12 to 14 miles in five hours of just simply walking is the healing. There's almost no concluding circle where someone's like, wow, I had no expectation of this. I had no idea that walking was going to do this for me. So when people just get out there and walk, we've seen true transformation of hearts. Yeah. We've seen conversion. We've seen tears. We've seen tears of joy. We've seen tears of sorrow. We have a lot of people I'm sure the Camino de Santiago in Spain is the same thing. We've seen a lot of people show up because they they finding themselves going through a rough time. Yeah. And it's not Adam, Steve, or any, any of the other guides that, that do something. It's the, the path that, mm. that affects change in them. And that's where the, the healing comes in. And of course, there's the penance of walking too. The fact that we can speak to a relationship between Eastern and Western churches. We can speak to a relationship with indigenous people and and know them by name, not just, you know, they're they're a, a cause or a nonprofit that I'm donating to, but we're walking with people in that in that metaphor too. And and gosh, Paul, uh, no one walks this and has a healing that doesn't transfer out into their life past the walk too. We've yep. seen people come back and say, wow, you know, a few days later this happened, or weeks later this happened, or run into somebody and say, and they say, you know, I've changed, as Adam mentioned, that car culture, that fast paced culture to the walking culture. It's changed everything about how they, they approach their days period. So there's tremendous healing. Yeah, man, totally agree. I, I think that the cool thing is that um, we can experience it on multiple levels. And I think you referenced that, like it's, it, you know, um, we've had um, several situations where people have come right after loved ones have died and um it's been the place for them to walk out their grief and and um 
and really just kind of wrestle things through uh, with God. And, and as Stephen said, man, by the end of that time, the, the profound nature of that experience and, and how they've been able to process uh, that grieving and, um, and celebrate, you know, the, the things they can celebrate about their loved ones. That's just been huge. We've had others who have been in um, maybe a life transition. I think about one gentleman, uh, he was getting ready to retire. In fact, he decided to walk with us on his 60th birthday and um, to hear him talk about, it was interesting. He was just sharing, sharing his heart, just like Stephen was talking about. And, and the guy walking with him just made a, a few simple empathetic comments, you know, and, and then to see how that uh, went on to just impact him so much as he made this transition, he was needing some healing really in, in kind of trying to make sense of his career and to put one huge part of his identity aside connected to his work. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was really this walk that God used to, to just do something deep in his heart. And then, um, as Stevens referenced, you know, we've got a good relationship with the Kashaya Pomo. And when we were first starting this, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that people say, right? I mean, words are important, but there's times when people feel like actions are bigger than words. And I will never forget as we were finishing up the, the first time walking this, um, the tribal leaders uh, agreed to meet us at Fort Ross. And they, in order to get to Fort Ross, they had to drive by us as we were finishing up the route. And, um, and so they're driving by as we're walking and uh, roll the window down and they start yelling and cheering for us. And, and uh, the chairman of the tribe, who is a childhood friend of mine, uh, I talked with him afterwards and he said, you know, my wife didn't really believe what you guys, and she didn't really get what's going on. And when she saw you guys, after walking 70 miles, you know, just a, a few miles from the end, she's like, it changed everything for her. And, and it really put something real in our relationship. It established something um, based on healing, based on, on that heart. It was huge. Every relationship changes radically when you walk in somebody else's shoes, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 And one aspect that was really amazing, where at the beginning where we took the names from the mission and we, yeah, maybe one of you can better explain. Yeah, it's uh, at so the the last mission of all the missions throughout California, as Adam noted, is in Sonoma, and it's at the Sonoma Square. Uh, every time we mention all of the restaurants and wineries along the Sonoma Square, Adam and I each get five percent. So there's <laughs> plug. Nice deal. But, right? Yeah. Right. Right there at the mission. Right there at the Sonoma Square is the mission, and they have plaques and there's a plaque recognizing that this is the last mission and then there's also a, a very long gosh call it 15 20 feet long monument with all of the names of the indigenous people that have passed away or had passed away uh over the years of, of the mission being there um so what we've begun to do is not just pause and reflect over it but we've done what's called a rubbing where we've taken a piece of cloth put it over the name and taken your black crayon or I guess whatever color rub it mm -hmm. over the name and then you have the imprint of somebody's name on your piece of cloth which then we you, you traverse the 75 miles out to Fort Ross and uh, and it, that name is with you along with the other names of family friends and people that you probably carry on your heart this is an outward sign a small s sacramental that you can take with you right yeah, big shout out to uh, Deacon Dave Gould. Deacon Dave wife. Gould, big wave Dave. <laughs> <laughs> They've done a great job with helping us uh, just develop, uh, you know, that whole practice. And it really is meaningful. And it's a great reminder, you know, that um, we're not only remembering, you know, things that have happened in the past, but we're building a relationship of reconciliation with the, the tribes are a people of the present too. Mm. And so um, it's something they've really uh, appreciated uh, also along with the walking, just that we would uh, honor and, and remember those, those people, those families in that way. And, and along with Big Wave Dave and Tony Camino and Lori and DCH and everybody else on the Camino, Paul, you got to see all these yahoos. There's quite a few characters across 75 miles Lots of Absolutely. nooks and crannies and, and <laughs> homes that invite you to have tea on their patio. Uh, yes. in, in just two years, we've made a lot of 
friends on the 75 miles. So absolutely for all your listeners, come see you for yourself. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And just maybe it's good to touch on it. I mean, you briefly mentioned it, Stephen, about the East and West, or if you want to mention anything about that reconciliation too, like Adam was saying the Orthodox and the Catholics and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Actually probably one of my, my favorite notes of that was when I got out to Fort Ross and we see the Eastern Orthodox uh, chapel, of course, it's a it's a state park. Is Fort Ross a national park, Adam? State park. State park. Uh, there's a visitor center, and I was looking through some some old pictures, and there's a ceremony that's happened over the last ten years uh, that has some. There was a ceremony that happened within the last ten years that has some pictures of the Eastern Orthodox priests uh, who I recognized, and so I took a picture mm-hmm. and sent it to him, and. And they came out and they, they shared uh, how important Fort Ross is for them. And, and so Adam and I got this tremendous history of, of Fort Ross. And a lot of people don't know about the, the Russians coming down from Alaska and, and them settling and what their relationship was with this, their very positive relationship with the indigenous people at the time at, out on the coast. And, and listening to how indigenous people are cooperating with the, with the Russians and, and how you know, between the 75 miles from there, if you go inland to Sonoma, uh, across Santa Rosa, across Sebastopol and Occidental, all these towns, that over hundreds of years, there was great relationships formed uh, between the Spanish and the Russians. And, and it, it just feels like in present day, when we think of over, what's, over the last few hundred years of America, it's always fighting. Uh, it's always land grabs. It's, it's always pointing fingers at the other. Right. And so what Adam and I have been able to enjoy is, is hearing the histories of great cooperation of the abundance of, of fruits and, and cultures and sharing um, and how that's all come together over the Camino de Sonoma. We don't, we don't say that there is architecture and building and engineering of the Camino de Sonoma. This is archaeology. We, we, have, we have discovered a path that has been filled with rich history of relationships and cultures yep. coming together, not people pointing at each other and fighting. Um, so yeah. we're, yeah, yeah, so well said. We're excited about, about uh, the relationship that is forming presently uh, in and around this place with, uh, with Russian Orthodox and uh, the Catholic church locally and, and so many others. And um as Stephen said earlier, I just love that picture that, you know, that the church has the common birthplace, you know, uh, in Jerusalem, which, you know, from a scriptural lens is like the center of the earth and that you go, you know, the, the two arms of the church going opposite directions and both landing here uh, in Sonoma County on the, the west coast of California. Is, it's a beautiful picture and just love that invitation to step into that and say, yeah, we want to be part of that healing. Yeah. And, and one more aspect, too, of the healing that you guys pointed out to me that I didn't know as a Southern California resident is how much the fires damaged your mm. county and what like your churches, your, all your local churches were trying to do to work together yeah. to heal that. And for me, I really appreciated you pointing all that out, like how much damage was really done locally. Man, Paul, yes. Thank you for uh, sharing that. You know, we've we've had. um Devastating fires, especially starting in 2017, where we lost over 5,000 homes in a single night. And, um, you know, as you walk the Camino de Sonoma, especially um, in, in your first and second stage of, of getting that journey started, you see a lot of fire damage. And um, it's just a, a reminder of, um, you know, how communities come together in those dark times to, to uh, help one another and bring that healing. Um, it's also, you know, as you see in the environment, um, you know, the impact of that, it, it's an opportunity for us to consider just how we steward the, the beauty of the world around us. And, um, you know, it's stunning, right? As you make this walk, you've seen it, you've got the, the vineyards and you've got the, the, kind of pastoral oak wildland thing going. You've got giant redwoods, you've got the coast. It's just all right there. They, they talk about Sonoma County as being a, an edge climate. In fact, um, I think in the United States, we're the second most diverse county for biodiversity. 
um, in, in the whole United States. And so you get to see this incredible variety and, um, and yet in seeing the, the wildfire damage is that sense of, you know, we got to care for the, the world around us and, and value it. That's uh, uh, references one of my favorite moments on the, the Camino stage two. And I know that Paul and Adam have a story about stage two. I couldn't be part of that was, uh, <laughs> I don't know their favorite, but most memorable. Uh, so on stage two, we're going over Trioni Annandale uh, State Park. And some of that was touched by one of the fires that came mm -hmm. through. Unfortunately, as Adam noted, the biggest and, and the start of it was 2017. And, and it's just been every year since. And one of those years, the fires did reach the state park. And so a lot of the, the redwoods at the base of are, are burned. And Adam and I had a silly idea that 75 miles, which is normally covered in six days, 12 miles a day, <laughs> Uh, that we should do that in three days, uh, which means you're, you're you're walking a marathon for three straight days. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow is one <laughs> of the the words used to describe this adventure. Uh, so into day one and mile at this point, probably 18 or 19, I was having a tough mental, emotional time. And as I'm passing through the redwoods and seeing the the soot and the burn marks still on the redwoods, uh, I actually stuck my finger in the soot and then put put eye black on using the soot. Uh, so it's a Catholic sportsman show. I figured exactly, man. You look you, you look ready for battle. I, man. I was so for real. For, for I'll throw in a, a bonus there. Uh, you know, kind of it. I, I pretty much, there was nothing separating me between Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger and me from Predator. I had the black eye black on. I was, I was ready for war. And that, and sometimes that's what it is. You're just pushing yourself. But uh, yeah, it was, it was the eye, one of the, I, I have many significant moments, but my eye black moment was one of them. <laughs> that, which I'm teeing you guys up for your amazing journey. <laughs> I'm sure Randy heard plenty of this story. Well, I was, was going to say that was a great, important, um, important time. How about you, Adam? What is what is one of your most favorite memories of the Camino? So I got to say, in in the Camino's relatively young life, um, you know, uh, there's there's been quite a few, but uh, I have to say that in March of 2019, these were the final days. Sorry, March of 2020. In March 2020, there's a final days right before the shutdown. Uh, we walked for six days in a row. Uh, stage six was actually as we were walking, the governor made the the you know shelter in place uh, announcement. And during that time, I got to walk the entire Camino with my son. Uh, he's 16 years old. We did it as a rites of passage, and and that was just so special, you know, to be able to get that experience with him and. It's interesting, you know, he like, like all of us, um, just going at life in a different way and a different pace. And, and so uh, I'll never forget, um, as we're doing the walk, it's the fourth day as you're walking from Sebastopol to Occidental, um, it finally like clicked for him all of a sudden, it's like, he just dropped down to another place and he was like, dad, this is so amazing. This is so so beautiful like i get it you know there's there's something going on and then as we were making our way towards the end i've got this picture that uh is like my computer home screen and and uh it's it's my son standing on on the top of this uh like bluff looking over the ocean and uh it's just i'll never forget that as a dad it was it was a great great moment that's awesome that's cool so uh, I guess we'll have to throw out day two. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, let's talk about Paul. I want to I want to let you go first because, I, you know, I, I want the real version to get out there. We don't want the you know, I'm, I'm part of the organization. We don't want the cleaned up version. We want the real version to come out. And this is going to be like a fish story. It's going to get more downpour, yeah. more downpour as the story goes. So when we arrive for the the walk. So Stephen says, um, you guys are going to be really in for it on uh, day two. It's going to rain a lot. And I just had no idea how much it was going to rain. So um, Stephen had to work that day. 
and wasn't able to make it. And because um, it was a it was a World Mission Day, right? I think World Mission Sunday. I think that Sunday. So anyway, we started walking, and it was just surreal. I mean, I we go on and on about it, but basically there was eight to nine inches of rain yep. that was right. dumped on us that day. And though there was definitely some aspects of fear because there was one point where we had to cross like this, you know, this river or stream, whatever, it was going pretty good. Uh, but Adam was a great guide and him and Tony guided us through very safely. It was no, no problem, but it built your trust. And then you got to saw amazing waterfalls just coming out of nowhere, just from yeah. on the hills. It was just incredible. So that's my uh, quick summary, but quite an experience and grateful for all the guides and people getting us through. Yeah, it was, um, I think they say that we got more rain in, in that part of the world in a single day than any other time in recorded history uh, there in Sonoma County. It was the record day. So Paul, we, uh, we chose a good one to be out. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I, I will... I will never forget that. Uh, and it was so interesting because, you know, early on you're like, okay, we're going <laughs> to try and be dry, at least protect our comfort a little bit. And even though it was pouring from the very beginning, you know, you're like, well, at least, you know, my socks are dry. And by the end of the day, <laughs> man, we were, we were so wet that, you know, things that we used to walk around, we just would walk through. And I got to give you props too, you know, in the midst of all the craziness, I think, were you the one who, who was paying attention to what direction the water was flowing as we were, uh, was that you? With no, the I don't think so. Did we finally <laughs> solve the watershed? Yeah, the, we, we solved it. We've been trying to figure out where's the watershed line. And we came to this one spot where we're like, okay, as the rain's falling, you know, all of this flooding is going one direction here and one direction here. So we, we got a real-time opportunity to, to see all of the fault lines yeah. as we were up there. Yeah. And, it was interesting because it was a metaphor of, of life too, where it was raining a lot at the beginning of the walk, but the last day it was sunny. It was just such a beautiful day. And I thought that was just an amazing metaphor. So. I'm a fair weather walker. That's why I just waited for that sunny day. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, it may have been sunny, but it wasn't easy, was it? We've got, no. a, we've got a hill uh, on that last day we call Billy Goat Hill. And you talk about profound moments man that that was a, a spot it, it's definitely a challenge for people and that day we were walking you know one of one of the people walking you know I was a little nervous that they weren't going to make it <laughs> because it was a lot you know and 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 I'm sure in this you know they um they shared it as well but uh you know they they stopped and start crying and and you're going okay i'm i'm you know guiding i'm in the back kind of being what we call the sweep and i'm like oh man this is not good and but it was one of those times where in the midst of the challenge right which is what we talk about and so much and so much about you know part of sports right it's not just the victory it's it's going through the challenge it's going through the trial it's going through the season and we see that in in so many uh you know, sports context, uh, something hit and, you know, they, they just, they were thinking about other family members who are not physically able to be out the way that they are and do what they were doing. And just the, the gratitude, the reality of the privilege of like being able to struggle it out, you know, mm -hmm. um, just hit them and, and their deep love for, you know, their family, um, just came forward and it was one of, you know, these, really personal, really profound moments that came out in, in that context. So even on a sunny day, man, we can, we can go, go deep with the challenge and, and then emerge, you know, on the other side with something you'll never forget. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So someone's probably out there listening. Okay. What's the difference between the Camino de Sonoma and the Camino in Spain, Santiago de Compostela? Yeah. Yeah, the difference is 650 miles. <laughs> and a, and a thousand years. Yeah, <laughs> thousands of years, right. So, the, you know, I can do a real quick. Camino de Santiago is, is the way of St. James, right? So James starts in Jerusalem. He goes to the ends of the earth like a faithful steward of the gospel and shares that, that message to the ends of the earth at that time, which was the west coast of Spain. So now... We can we we officially know that the the ends of the earth is California. <laughs> so 
so it, it it shares that similarity and that that's probably it is that it's the idea that that we are walking towards a coast coastline and then the Camino de Sonoma is here in California it's only six days it's much easier to get to than the Camino de Santiago which is uh you know uh flying halfway around the world and from what I understand I haven't walked it but what I understand that's that's a you know, month journey for yourself at minimum. Yes, there's different ways you can go in the Camino de Santiago, anywhere from 100 to 800 miles. Uh, everyone in, from what I understand, in Europe has their own, this is where you're supposed to start place, uh, but it's it varies. So the Camino de Sonoma is a set distance between the, those two points, and uh, it's only 75 miles. So... Stephen, that, that was awesome. You should like consider being a rep for the community Sonoma or leading the walk or something. <laughs> not my first, not my first time. <laughs> yes. And would you call the community Sonoma a pilgrimage too? I mean, I know people obviously call the one in Spain a pilgrimage. Absolutely. Yeah. And Adam and I uh, jointly, as we've discovered this love of walking and praying is both Adam and I in our own rights, in our own uh, circles and worlds where we've, we've traveled locally and nationally to share the good news. Uh, we, we have found that, that not only pilgrimage as we are on the Camino de Sonoma, but it, it's shared in, in a way, it's kind of given us light in a way to say everything could be a pilgrimage. I can go, I, all right, I got to go to the store. I can treat that. I can have that mental attitude. And we know those people that just go to the store and everybody's in their way and everything's going wrong in their day. Or I can treat it like I'm going to go and run these errands in my day, or I'm going to go do my day at work. And I have the ability to encounter something outside of myself and see God's hand in this and discover more about myself. So pilgrimage is absolutely uh, important to reference for this community of Sonoma yep. and, uh, and in all ways of our life. Yeah. Well yeah. said definitely a pilgrimage. And, you know, uh, we had a chance, it was interesting earlier this year in March, uh, we had a, a couple of guys that Deacon Dave uh, referred to from, from his uh, church and they weren't sure what he was trying to get them involved with, you know, so they agreed to come and, and walk from Sonoma to, to Kenwood that very first day. And, and that at the end of the day, they're like, all right, we're in for the whole thing, you know, and, mm. Uh, a couple days in, you know, uh, one of them, great guy, he just said, you know, um, I finally get it, you know, pilgrimage, walking with purpose, walking with holy intent, walking prayerfully. And uh, one of the cool bridges, actually, with the the Kashaya uh, Pomo is, uh, you know, the, the chairman has told us, hey, you know, we um, we do uh, in our culture, we do dancing and we we say that uh, in, in our dance, every step is a prayer. And what we see as you're walking this pilgrimage is every step is a prayer. So I like to say we measure the, the route in miles, but we measure the pilgrimage in steps. For your, your paying audience that gets the video as well as the audio, they can enjoy Adam doing the Kashara dance <laughs> step. Okay. I really appreciate how important those prayers are. That's the, that's the VIP channel. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. No, we've written that into his contract. He's not allowed to dance. He can only walk. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You don't want to scare people away. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, if somebody is thinking about joining a, a Camino, what do they need to know? And what would you say to encourage them to go on one? Well, I, Adam, I'll tee this up for you. Uh, just come. Just go for it. Call us up. Let's go. <laughs> uh, actually, in this last year or so, people have said, well, yeah, what are, you, what are you doing? And I've directed everybody to the Camino de Sonoma website. You can search Camino de Sonoma. And that website has been a placeholder uh, because the real magic is not what you're going to understand and, and research online, but the real magic uh, is just going out and, and walking. Um, but uh, fortunately, and unfortunately for our busy schedules, but fortunately more people have, have come forward. Uh, so we've had to do a lot more than just say, go to the website and check it out. So Adam, you want to share the how, how we pull this off now? Yeah, so um, Stephen, you know, I was joking with him earlier, but he's one of uh, a group of guides that 
that have been coming together to, to help walk people. And so we're excited for 2022. We're going to be able to, to host more people than ever. We'll, we'll have more time uh, providing guided walks on the Camino de Sonoma. Um, we're also working to take a lot of the content that's been developed in regards to the history of the area, the ecology, and and you know some of the the prayer and and contemplative reflections to get those in a digital format so that um, people walking who want to walk by themselves um, can still have access to that content, still kind of have that support on their experience. You can check the entire route out on all trails if you go to all trails and and you search Camino de Sonoma, actually you get the entire route that that is there. And um, we're planning um, six day walks throughout the year, including March, June, August, September, every month, there's some portion of the community day Sonoma that we're doing a guided walk, but we'll do all six days in those four months. And, yeah, and actually, can, sorry, more yeah. walks are being added all the time. If I can just shameless plug. So something that really worked in my Lenten journey last year, I'm going to do again, and that is starting off Lent, I'm going to do the six straight days. So Ash Wednesday will hit, and then the following day, that Thursday, I'll begin day one, and there'll be a group of us that walk, and that's how we'll start off our Lent, is those, those six days. Uh, on, wow. on the website, which Adam was probably referencing, is the uh, is, and you'll find updates on there, and you can put your email, and you can get the schedule. We'll email you out the schedule. Oh, cool. We also would love to, to be able to just help let you know some of the the local hotels and, and other hospitality providers who, um, you know, other people who have walked have used and, and where we're building relationships. So we want to do everything we can to, to help you plan your trip and, and have the best experience possible. Right. And from my user experience, I mean, you guys went all out and logistics were just awesome. And, well, thank uh, you. Thank yeah, you. so it really worked out well. So I yeah, encourage people to reach out. We'll put the website in the show link. So if people are hearing, they can click on that and uh, get more information. And um, yeah, I learned so much about Sonoma County. I'd never been there. And um, and you have some pretty good wineries. That's yeah, right. we, we and try to no finish wineries and breweries. So we make <laughs> sure you have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there'll be some type of pilgrimage pub crawl at some point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And Paul, Paul, it was fantastic having you there, getting to know you and, and uh, those who made the journey with you. Um, definitely excited to have you come and, uh, and get that, that stage three walk in. Um, and, and then, you know, to the many people who, Maybe you're listening to this. They've been thinking about doing a pilgrimage and um, wondered, you know, if it's too too long to get to or, or too much time to get to Santiago or just wanting a little training. We've had a group of people up here who are planning to go to Spain, but they're using the Camino de Sonoma as kind of their their prep, both for both for their heart and their bodies uh, for making that journey. So really excited for the opportunity just to to share and excited to to walk with you again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You have a great team and you have some great lady walkers and male walkers. Everyone's just really fantastic. So, okay. We'll definitely get people excited for next year and you can do one day walks too, right? That's absolutely. right. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we, we tell people come out for one day, just come one day, walk with us for a day and, and it speaks for itself. So, yeah. and it's flat, it's pretty flat. So it's not a, <laughs> No uh, sheer cliff climbing or anything like that. So, well, thank you guys. Not to the last day. <laughs> yes, right. Well, thanks so much again. It's great seeing your faces and hearing your voices. And um, yeah, we'll stay tuned and uh, keep us keep us all posted. We'll do, Paul. Yeah, we'll do. thank you yeah. very much. Thanks, Randy. Yeah, great to meet you, uh, Randy. And uh, super, super appreciate what you guys are doing. And. I didn't know that this podcast was out there till Stephen was like, Hey, you got to check these guys out. And I just love your conversation and, and your guys uh, approach to everything. Thank you. Well, thank you. Well, Randy, you want to take us out with prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you for the gift of healing. And we ask that you heal our world that needs so much healing. We pray for 
Adam and Stephen and their ministry of the Camino de Sonoma. We pray for the, the ministry that it um, provides. We pray for those that that participate and those that won't, that may participate or are thinking about it. We pray for them. We pray for all the people that are listening to our podcast that in some way that this our discussion touches their heart and, and leads them closer to you and closer to some kind of healing in their lives. We thank you all for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. In the name of the Father, amen. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Randy. Thanks again, Adam. Thanks, Stephen. Good to see you. Happy up. Blessed Good Advent. To see you. Yeah. <laughs> the Camino doesn't walk itself, people. I was going to say, maybe I'll have to come up there and wheel a little bit. Paul, oh, man. Sound like a we wheel. have, uh, Randy, we have 57, mi 57 miles of the 75 miles is 88 accessible. Oh, really? How 57? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, we would love love to have you come and make that journey. Would that be the first then, Adam? We're into first. Yeah, that would be the first. So Randy, can, Randy first. can be the first. Yeah. Paul wow. was our first podcast host to walk it, so Paul yeah. gets that right. <laughs> well, check check with the boss, Randy. I, I get it. Whatever the boss says, you know. <laughs> be wise and a happy life. There you got it. Here, you here's go. my quote. Here's my Christmas quote for everybody this year. A wise man once told his wife, nothing. That's why he was a wise man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll have to end with that. <laughs> All right, yeah. fellas. Words oh, of wisdom. Well. All, All right, right thank you very much. God bless. God, God bless. Man. Thank you for